Hey y'all, this is Abraham, one half of the Ocean 8 podcast, and I just want to let you know we outside this summer, so that means return to sporting events, concerts, and the like. Lockdown hasn't been easy on the pockets, so ticket prices aren't looking too fun, I feel you on that. But, Megaseats.com offers a solution. Megaseats.com is a third-party reseller. They stand tall on these two things. Zero service fees and free shipping, 100% guarantee. But if that isn't enough, and, and this is the fun part, SSAW has partnered with them to provide you a 10% discount when you enter SSAW Network at checkout. Did you hear me? 10% off on top of zero service fees? Man, you're going to catch me outside this summer for sure. Head over to megaseats.com. Use the code SSAW Network and plan your next outing. We outside this summer, baby. time it is yes sir welcome to what we like to call over here on the osa and a podcast games of the week this is our third episode of games of the week and that means you're here with us the crew i as always am your host mr 50 percent the osa and osa and abe here joined here joined joined here by my guy abe and of course the one the only mr watson aka baba funke what's good gents yes glad to be here yeah i'm just so happy that that's like i don't know it feels like i've just returned to the sport to the realm of sports recently <laughs> like because you know during the pandemic i was just like yeah yeah I'm out, I'm out. but Bro, now is you was you were eeyore during the pandemic yeah I was, like, I was just like yeah that's cool all right Especially the the COVID seasons, I was like, uh, all right, I don't I don't really care as much as I as I normally would have, especially when it came to um uh, basketball. But man, this this sports season has just been so good, so good. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. Yeah. We, bro, we are. I'm a huge wrestling fan. This I feel like us getting back in the saddle, especially yeah. with the way sports getting back to to regular. Right. Yeah. I feel like the Rock. When the Rock would show up to any town and say, when he's cutting a promo, at last the Rock has returned back to, and you fill in the blanket. At last, Osa and Abe has returned back to sports. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're we're back, baby. We're back, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call an audible to start us off. I'm calling. Do it. Do it. Omaha. Yeah. Uh, uh. Omaha. Omaha. Forty-one. Forty-one. Mike. Forty-one. Forty-one. Ladies and gentlemen, today was uh, another round of the UEFA Champions League. Oh, don't do this. Don't do this, Abe. Oh, this is this is cold. Cold world. Another round. Okay, so 
there's a couple games that I caught the second halves of because I didn't know that there was that CBS Sports Channel on on Xfinity had like they they treated the uh, UCL like Red Zone would. They had yeah, all. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, you've been slipping on your pimping. You've been slipping yeah, on your pimping. Man. So I was just like, oh, I'm gonna catch the second half. I'm, I'm over the pain. So that was during the PSG Man yeah. City match, the Liverpool yeah. Porto match. The Real Madrid, uh, Madrid. Um, I don't know what the other sheriff, team was. Sheriff, sheriff match, the uh, Court Bruges or yeah, Club Bruges, Club Club, Club Bruges. Bruges. Shout out to uh Brian over at Reformed Hooligans. Um, he has been standing for Club Bruges. So when Brian speaks, y'all, you better pay attention. He he was exactly. up there. He was high on Club Bruges. So the audible is uh that liverpool porto match real quick what the hell was that <laughs> oh my goodness when i locked it it was only two two uh two zip i think or two one at the half yeah yeah man all of a sudden i'm looking at other games and i keep people scoring it's like three three one four one five one i was like golly liver Salah. i saw Salah's third goal um the the third score beautiful strike yep king Salah. Ooh. Yeah, it was a it was a match, final score of the match five one. Uh, Liverpool was up two nil after the first half. Goals by Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, the 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 wing wonders for mm. Liverpool, and also probably two out of the top five players off of the African continent. Uh, great to watch those two on the pitch. They eventually go up three nil. They go up three nil. Uh, Mo Salah scores his second of the match in the sixty. That's the goal I saw. Okay, yeah, that's Mo Salah's been on a tear of late. Um, this past weekend in their game against Brentford, which ended in a three three draw. Shout out to Brentford. Um, he scored his hundredth Premier uh, League goal of his career. Great, great to see. And a few weeks prior to that, he had scored his one hundredth goal for Liverpool. So he's he's gone off. Right? The man's going off. Here's the thing. I'm not surprised too much by this result. Uh, Porto's best showing uh, was last season. I'm sorry, not their best showing, but Porto had a great showing last season in the Champions League. Um, almost skated through into the the, the quarterfinals, um, mm-hmm. but ended up losing on aggregate. They were up on aggregate 2-0 against Juve, and Juventus in the second uh, leg of that, that matchup um, won... Federico Chiesa decided to channel his inner Cristiano Ronaldo and balled out. Um, and Porto actually got a red card and went down to 10 men. That match was insane. It was a great second leg to watch. But yeah. Porto still hasn't quite recovered. Then They're actually not even the best team in Portugal, probably the second best team in Portugal. Uh, Liverpool looked like they got their swagger back. And if you have uh, if you've listened to Reformed Hooligans, I've talked about that this uh, current season for Liverpool, that yeah, the Liverpool's at their best when they have that swagger. If you remember Liverpool from three year, three years ago when they won, yeah. the, when they won the Premier League, there was just a swagger about them that any any time they stepped on the pitch, like they knew they were those dudes, and it only fell apart probably about two thirds of the way through the season because Liverpool didn't have a lot of depth on their team. And so, if you are a top flight team, especially in the Premier League, and you're also playing in the Champions League, that means you're playing in probably five to six competitions a season. So they're playing in the Premier League, they're playing in the EFL Cup, the Carabao Cup, the uh, the Champions League, and then they're also playing, um, I think it's some international club competitions. So they just were worn out and w- ran out of gas. They had the opportunity to win four, ti- four cup titles that season, 
only end up winning one, um, and that being the Premier League. So seeing uh, Liverpool get their swagger back as a Manchester United fan makes me stick to my stomach. But as a fan of the sport, I love it. I love it. It's good for the game to see them get their swagger back. Uh, my dog doesn't agree, but hey, it is what it is. Here we are. Uh, so yes, on that side of things, I will also like to highlight, and I say this only because I love you, Felipe, uh, one of our other hosts on Reformed Hooligans, uh, that Real Madrid got upset by Sheriff Tiraspol. Uh, that upset, folks, if you're not tracking, that's probably one of the biggest upsets that you will ever see in a Champions League match. Yes, these dudes, uh, Sheriff Tiraspol, honestly, small little club from, excuse me, small little club going head-to-head with, with European giants. Yes, European giants, okay? Real Madrid. So they go toe-to-toe with Real Madrid. They end up coming away with a two-to-one win off of an 89th-minute penalty by Sebastian Dill. Even looking at the lineup that Madrid fielded in this match, it's not like they were – it wasn't a garbage lineup, okay? First of all, they start – their midfield is one of the best midfields you'll see in the world, okay? Casemiro down the middle, uh, Freddy Valverde out right, and uh, Eduardo Camavinga – the, one of the young wonder kids uh, in, in the game out left. They have nothing to lose. But they lose to Tiny Sheriff Tiraspol from Moldova. Fam, from Moldova. Listen, I love a good upset as long as it doesn't happen to my team. And this is one of those moments. I love a great upset. And here's the thing. And I haven't said this on Reformed Hooligans yet, but I feel now, I, I probably should have said it before, but now I feel a little safer saying this. It is what it is. I'm not, I'm not 100% sold on Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, uh, yes, they've won matches, but they haven't looked dominant in a lot of their matches that they've won so far this season. They just haven't looked dominant. They've oftentimes played from behind, and even in playing from behind, I look at a team, uh, there are teams who will play from behind and then maybe give up a goal or two in the first half and in the second half dominate you. That hasn't been the case with Real Madrid. A lot of the matches that they played have been back and forth. Even in this match, they started off playing from behind, and it wasn't until late in the second half that they even got the game-tying goal. So keep your eyes peeled. Even though Real Madrid started their Champions League campaign last year in very similar fashion, they lost to Besiktas. Um, I think this Real Madrid team could possibly be in some slight trouble. This is a big upset. You just don't take an L like this. And for our fans of American sports, this is probably the equivalent of like a um, a no-name, non-Power 5 conference team beating Alabama. Okay, this is the equivalent. Sit it down. Like- of like <laughs> Georgia's yeah bro but like that was like up like that was crazy absolutely crazy and then the game is like 70 to 10 and you're like oh, right <laughs> yeah like citadel coming in there citadel coming in there and running 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 and winning winning the game on a 66 yard field goal shout out to uh to uh yeah the 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 field god Ooh. justin tucker anyhow we'll, we'll get to that uh, a little bit later let's hop back into to some american football here yeah work 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 on the college and, side okay and we said this we, they are not new to the show they are not new no to the show. they're not new to the show we said this that um we felt we felt that nobody is safe this season no one no one is safe this season 
I don't care if you are one of the top five teams, top 10 teams in the, in the, in, in the country, nobody's safe this season. But one thing we did talk about on the, on our, on our previous episode, on episode two of games of the week, we're in a space in a position um, as we were discussing the loss that my UCLA Bruins took to the Fresno state Bulldogs, Fresno state Bulldogs after that win, uh, were propelled into the top 25. They're not currently number 22, or they, they were number 22 at the time of uh, this game that they played. On Thursday night, they played the UNLV uh, running Rebels, okay? And what a match, what a game that was. I almost said match, I'm still in soccer mode. What a game that was. I know we were watching that game, you know, yeah. texting back and forth in the group chat yeah. about what's going down. Jake Hayner looking like Jake Hayner, okay, out here looking like a Heisman candidate, 30 for 42, 378 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. He leads the, the nation right now in passing, um, passing yards. Uh, Jalen Cropper pops in, 10 receptions, 108 yards, four touchdowns. Jalen Cropper, I wouldn't put it past him to break all of Devontae Adams' records at UNLV, okay? Good stuff. And Charles Williams. This, this is the man that kept UNLV, okay? 19 carries, 102 yards, three receptions, 96 yards. This man went for over almost 200 yards of total offense. Every time I, every time Fresno State went and did something, the next drive, Charles Williams was in the mix and just, just giving the Bulldogs the business. Listen, y'all, I enjoyed this game thoroughly, and I have some further comments on it, but I want to hear from y'all. Let's start with you, uh, Abe. What were your thoughts watching this game besides the fact that you were fanboying over Jake Hayner for a little bit? Yo, nah, yo, low-key, that boy, that, that little boy, good. And I say low because he looks small compared to the typical uh, quarterbacks that we're used to. Jack Hayner, he, he honestly looks like he, at, at best, might be six foot, maybe 5'11". I don't know. He, he just looks real small. People correct me if I'm wrong. That being said, yo, the game was just a nice shootout. And I enjoyed it because I think uh, the Rebels were are – at, at the moment, they're 0 and 4. Um, they they were fighting. They were not backing down from Fresno State and Fresno State's defense. I was, you know, I mean, I, I expected better, but Jack Hayner was poised, and that that man can take a hit. He can take a hit in the pocket. Like this guy doesn't mind just laying it all out there to to make sure he gets the throw off, and he, he was just dropping dimes. Honestly, in, in that second half, passes were just right where they needed to be in the money that just just fitting in like a glove. Like, it was crazy. That dude, uh, Jack Hanner, yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Five touchdowns, one interception. That's a great day. Um, threw it only 42 times, 378 yards. Uh, kind of high, of course, but when you're 30 for 42, I'll take that. I'll take that. And, and again, when you see the passes he was completing, just accurate is like yeah while taking hits i'm pretty sure he was hurried a lot that game because hey credit the rebels defense they were doing their best to get at the qb it's just that that boy jake don't don't shrivel in in the face of a, <laughs> a huge huge lineman coming to try to hit him he just he it's like he feeds off that he feeds off that so i really enjoyed that game i didn't expect to be that close um, I thought that uh, it would be a blowout win for Fresno State. Unfortunately, it was not. But um, what about you, uh, Baba Funke? Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I have to agree with, with you guys. I mean, he's playing really well this year, and he should be considered for a Heisman. 
Uh, I know it's going to be pretty tough playing in the, you know, in a weaker outside, uh, you know, out, outside yeah. Power Five conference. But well, this year so far, he's he's completed seventy three percent of his passes. Yeah, and that's 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 pretty high. He only has two interceptions in the year with fifteen touchdowns, and I mean he played he played very well. Now the downside of this, me, uh, I did take Fresno State thir- uh, minus thirty one and a half, so I was upset that they didn't yeah. cover against a uh, or doormat. UNLV team, yeah, because they started off slow in the first quarter. So I think UNLV jumped fourteen to zero, and then Fresno State started to come back in the second half and started scoring some points and everything. But overall, Jake Hanner, he's just, he's actually a senior, so um, if, if if he continues to play well this this year and in in his completion percentage is you know in the seventies or higher, um, he could be a good you know guy to look into the draft. You know, as a yeah, possible. I'm actually curious. So, where do you send him to the Jets? Him? Gosh, don't uh, gosh, I, I don't, I don't know what the Jets need. I don't know they need, the they need some milk. He's actually 6'1, 195. That's what he's listed. Oh, so okay. he's 5'11. He's 5'11. That's, let's be honest, he's 5'11, 5'10. Let's just, we know he's they just lie. Like, he looks, he looks smaller he looks, than the typical quarterback. Like he he looks more to me same type as uh, body type as uh, Baker Mayfield to be honest. Yeah, he he's like if Baker Mayfield and Doug Flutie were like merged together, that's that's Jake Hayner. I I will say this though, uh, Mofunke, you were you were I think correct to take the line that you took when you uh what was it you took him at minus thirty one or was it plus thirty one? No, it's because, minus 31 and a half. 31 minus and a half. 31 and a half because the week prior, UNLV got ran out the stadium. They lost by 45 to UNC. So, like, you, you, that was a great call. They just decided to show up. And this, honestly, I said this to y'all when we were in, our, in the group text, uh, that this was a trap game for Fresno State. They're coming off of not quite an upset against UCLA because, like you mentioned last week, Fresno State's no slouch. Like they can, they can compete. So you're coming off, but they're coming off beating the number 13 team in the country. So you come off beating the number 13 team in the country, and you come in to play a team that just got blown out of the water. Heck, you think you probably should be on cruise control, but UNLV decided to put on their big boy pants. And this game was close. This game came down literally to the last two minutes when uh, UNLV fumbled the ball when they were driving to potentially tie up the game. Um, so this final score of 38-30 is very much indicative of how close the game was all the way through. Y'all, this yeah. was a game. I'm looking forward to see uh, Fresno State continue their thing. I want to see Jake Jake the Snake 2.0 Hainer um, go ahead and, and continue to do what he, he's been doing this hey. season. Definitely a Heisman candidate. Um, and actually, I mean, just like leading the nation in, in passing yards, there's another former, you know, Fresno State Bulldog who's who's leading another league in passing yards that we'll talk about. Uh, a little bit later in this program, but let's let's move to the other game that we that we enjoyed, uh, and that would be uh, number nine Clemson against uh, North Carolina State against NC well, State against the Wolfpack. First, 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 we have to clarify something. Talk about it. At the time of that game, Clemson was number nine. NC State oh, at the time, you're right. My bad. Yeah. At the time of the game, Clemson now, right now, now the, the day we're recording this. And the day you're hearing this right now, Clemson is number 25. NC State is number 23. <laughs> Actually, timeout. Timeout. No. 
Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say <laughs> something else, but I'll leave that alone. Oh, Lord. Oh, they slid from number. They slid from number two at the start of the season to number nine after week two to now number 25. Okay, let's just run some stats off real quick. And we go, we gonna get into this because this, this is this is the game I wanted to talk about. Okay, Devin Leary of NC State, thirty-two for forty-four, two hundred thirty-eight yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Emeka Emizi, fourteen receptions, one hundred sixteen yards, and one touchdown. Yes, they carried NC State. By the way, the final score of this game was 27-21. This game went into overtime. Okay, double overtime, double OT. Yeah, NC State won in double OT, um, and we'll talk about some of the plays that transpired that led to that. And then uh, DJ Ugalele, 12 for 26, 111 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, nine carries for 63 yards. Folks, remember that nine carries for 63 yards. We're going to get into it in just a moment. Emmanuel, bro, this game, talk to me. I mean... I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Clemson is overrated. I, to me, it seems like wait, 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 Say it again for the people in the back. Clemson is overrated. I mean, I, 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 the, the offense has the offense has not progressed throughout the year, and th- there's a reason why I keep betting against them because they're 0 and 4 uh, against the spread. The offense has not improved. Uh, DJ, I think. Um, I feel like he has some he has some things to improve. I do believe they have to implement him more in the running. I think we kind of saw that with the nine carries. Um, they might have to, they, he might have to get double digit carries in order to keep this team in the game. To be honest with you, on offense, I mean they brought Justin Ross back. Uh, I don't know why he came back. He should just went pro. Just my personal opinion. But I understand. Nah, nah, I keep a, talking that talk. I, I know. I understand he had a health scare, but he should have went pro. Um, I think Dabo Sweeney, if you look at the recruiting over the past few years, he's lost depth over the past few years. And he's been fortunate that his teams have been healthy heading into the college football playoff. Now, with Trevor Lawrence gone, now with ETN gone, who carried the offense last year, yes, I said it. I know I love Trevor Lawrence, but I'm just going to keep it 100 today. But you don't love Trevor Lawrence as much as you love Imani Bates. So, you know. (laughs) But Travis Etienne bailed out Trevor Lawrence. When Trevor Lawrence made a mistake, Etienne bailed him out in the running game. Clemson has no running game. I don't even know who is their running back. I don't even know. Shipley. I don't even know who their other skill guys besides Justin Ross because he's talented. I don't know anybody outside the skill guys besides uh, Justin Ross. I don't know who's their running back. I don't know. Clemson, you're known for a running game. We're, you, we're known to, for you guys to have C.J. Spiller. We're known to have <laughs> you guys have ETN. Oh, boy. We, we've that's what you're known for, running the football. Y'all, y'all are debatably wide receiver you, debatably. Nobody's showing up outside of Ross. I'm sorry, Clemson. I'm going to say this. Clemson shouldn't even be ranked. That's, y'all, 
Whoa, whoa. Where are the sound effects at? Clemson should even be ranked right now. Yo, yo, LSU got bumped out the top 25 so Clemson could stay in the top 25. LSU? We were ranked. LSU? We were ranked last week. We won against LSU State. And we got out the ranking. Mississippi State. Look at us. We beat Mississippi State. And we, so what takes us out? Clemson lost to an unranked team, and it only kept the 25. You leave the Tigers alone. Hey, I did take NC State plus 10. I don't know if you guys noticed it on that that parlay. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. that. I saw that. That was wise. Um, (laughs) look, y'all, uh, the the only thing I could say on this game was, uh, Clemson's offense is really, really lacking. Like, Part of me, the first game of the season, I was looking at DJ and I was like, man, you know, I text Osan. Also, was like, it's more of Dabo Sweeney's play calling because this kid is skilled. He's skilled. Skilled. One of the uh, top QB prospects from Southern California entering college. But, man, yo, the shit is looking. I I, I look at Clemson play and I, I yo, LSU is weak. LSU could, could put up points on this team. LSU could definitely put up points on this team. There should be no reason, while apparently a lot of uh, pundits, sports pundits, weren't overly surprised at NC State winning because a lot of people actually had NC State competing. This Clemson team can't move the ball down the field when it matters. They look like deer caught in headlights. If the first read isn't there, the play collapses. This is a far cry from the Clemson team we've been watching for the past few seasons. And it goes to show that, you know, as was mentioned already on the show, Travis Etienne was a huge band-aid to the offense of that team. Because as you see now with Trevor Lawrence and, and the NFL, my man is throwing two, intercep- two interceptions plus per game so far. He's gone three straight games of two plus interceptions. So what you're saying is he should have played tight end and Tim Tebow should have been allowed to play quarterback. Gotcha. I mean, you know, maybe they win one of those games. If you believe that, tweet it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not reckless. I'm not reckless. <laughs> like, no shade to Tebow, but like, nah. I mean, I expect Trevor to get it together, but man, I mean, you got to pay attention to a lot of people and a lot of criticisms head over to cover, cover zero to some of them spoke on it. They didn't like Trevor's mechanics. They didn't think that he was – he's talented, for sure. Fundamentally, he's not sound. And it's showing. But now, when you realize that you don't have the run game to support you at, in Clemson, DJ's looking real suspect. DJ's looking real suspect. So You know what this yeah. reminds me of a little bit? Yeah. Uh, real quick. This is kind of – it reminds me of uh, a situation in a way, not too of what. Uh, remember when they had Kelly Bryant, the quarterback? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then all of a sudden he transferred. I believe he went to Missouri, transferred okay. to Missouri, and then Trevor Lawrence came in and took took the reins. I, it, I'm just, it's just unfortunate. I, I think DG Ugalele in this situation could be in the Kelly Bryant situation. Are you saying he needs to transfer? Yeah, he might. He might need to transfer. 
Okay, you know what? We'll get into that in just a moment. It, I know, it, I, know. Just, I know. No, no, here's some of my sentiments on the game, though, real quick. Um, to your point, uh, Baba Funke, like, do not believe in, uh, in Clemson this season, for sure. I, we said it on this program, actually, last, I think it was last, two, two years ago. So, so when, like, when we first started this program, that we did not believe in Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, we felt Trevor Lawrence was just slightly overhyped because of his mechanics, right? We, we said that, we've been said that. This man's mechanics weren't the greatest. And it was, like we said, Travis Etienne who was keeping him alive. Because if you look at it, remember the national championship game that they lost, okay? Trevor Lawrence's accuracy, his inaccuracy got exposed. Something we had, we had talked about. I know the folks over at Cover Zero talked about it as well throughout the season, had noted it. His inaccuracy was going to be a problem. And in the big game, when it mattered most, that is exactly what got exposed and got exploited. This is no different. Uh, well, I, can't, I told y'all in, in the group chat, yo, Clemson has no running game. And the reason why I said it, though, was I had a hunch. I had a hunch. I had a hunch. I looked at Clemson's run, uh, running game against NC State. Will Shipley's their running back, in case anyone was wondering. And hmm. I decided to check on Will Shipley's numbers up to that point in this, up to this point in the season. Will Shipley has not rushed for over 100 yards in any game this season. Yikes. Now, a Travis, Etienne, uh, a Travis Etienne on a Clemson team, you're probably getting 100 yards in the first half, and then he can shut it down, and you let Trevor Lawrence go ahead and air it out the excuse- second half of the game. I'll excuse the Georgia performance because Georgia just, you know, yeah, Georgia, yeah, no, 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 they have regular done. season. Yeah, Georgia defensively is one of the best teams. And, in the, right, we ETN, know that. And ETN was very critical in the passing game too. Remember yeah. that was that out the was, backfield. Correct, he was a threat out the backfield. So, so I said, okay, well, well, this looks to be a trend. Let's see how this develops during the game. And what happened? Who was the leading rusher in this game against NC State for Clemson? You guessed it. DJ Ugalele, those nine carries for 63 yards that I mentioned. He was the one leading. Uh, uh, it, it's crazy that he has to be the one to touch the ball probably on almost every single possession, offensive possession. That, you know, not just from a quarterbacking perspective, not just from a, a passing perspective, but also from a run perspective. He's the best runner you have on your team at this point. It's a tough look right now. Hashtag Dabo ain't dancing this year. Okay, y'all? We're going to start the campaign now. Hashtag DJ, come home. Come back to Cali, DJ. I'm just going to say it right now. I'm just going to throw it out there, all right? Yeah. Jake Hayner is a senior. DJ, go ahead and transfer. To bring yourself over to Fresno State. Hey, and carry bro, on out. Okay, you know what? Maybe. I mean, all I'm all, not bad at it, bro. Defensively, Fresno State looks like it's, it's – look, I, I, I know I should have put this solely on DJ. But the way that the offense has looked the last uh, four weeks of the season has me not really confident in DJ, to be honest at all. That being said, here, though. Here was, my, here was also my, my beef, though. And this isn't me mm-hmm. being a DJ apologist. Um, watching his first couple of games under center uh, last season and watching the way Dabo, Dabo's usage of the playbook with DJ those first couple of games it was concerning because we know the skill set that DJ has. Okay. He's a threat both in the air, both on his legs. He showed that in high school, five-star prospect, the whole nine. He was right up there with the Bryce Young um, in terms of a lot of people's estimate. And Dabo, yes, he was a freshman. Okay. Last season, 
But Dabo treated this guy as if his arm, as if he had a Tim Tebow arm, like wasn't letting this dude air nothing out. And it was in that, um, God, it wasn't the, the, the Notre Dame game, the Boston game. That's what it was, the Boston College game. They were down for most of that game. And when Dabo opened up the playbook in the second half for DJ, that's where he started falling out. However, though, to your point, guys, they had a certain running back in the backfield, okay? So unless, unless the recruiting class next year is, is off the chain for Clemson, I'm DJ, I'm looking to transfer. That's just, that's just my two cents. We, we definitely just dragged Clemson. God bless them. Um, yeah, hashtag Dabo and dancing. Um, let's move to the next game um, involving uh, more, more Tigers. We're going to the NFL involving a certain LS who alumni. Yo, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, while LSU is currently unranked for the first time this season and probably not for the last time, we get to look at our recent, recent LSU great, Joe Burrow, Joey Burrow, Joey smoking the cigar, I'm cool, calm, collected, national champion Burrow. Got the face of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, hey, everybody, I'm going to set up the, the tone for y'all. Y'all know how Cincy Pittsburgh's games can go, especially when they meet each other in the postseason. It can get chippy. We've had uh, the perfect hit. You know, usually it's Cincinnati choking the game away because they got a little too physical. We've had Antonio Brown uh, punt uh, someone's head and, and hurdle people. Always, always fun rivalry when it comes to Pitt versus Cincy. This time around, it was uh, it was quite different, very very much quite different. The Cincinnati Bengals, ladies and gentlemen, who are now two and one on the season, handled the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are one and two, twenty four to ten. Joe Burrow, LSU great, fourteen of eighteen, fourteen for eighteen, one hundred and seventy two yards, three touchdowns and interception. You're like, whoa! I mean, look. That game was purely Joe, Joey Burrow eating with Jamar Chase and the defense just mishandling Pittsburgh. Big Ben, 38 for 58, 318 yards, a touchdown, two picks. Najee Harris, who is currently leading all running backs in total in, in receptions with 20, that places him around the top 10 mark for wide receivers in general and tight ends. Najee Harris had 14 carries for 40 yards. I thought he was a running back. But 19 targets, 14 receptions, 102 yards. Dog. This man looking like chocolate CMC. Joe, bruh, bruh, bruh. First of all, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. I, I, yo, again, I Get why Cincy drafted Jamar Chase. I do. Was it the smart choice? Absolutely not. Was it a detrimental choice? Well, clearly not, because right now Jamar Chase has a touchdown in, in every game so far this season. I think he has four. He has four touchdowns. He's second in the league, in uh, second among receivers in touchdowns. We all know who number one is. That boy, Cooper Cup. Yes, let's go. 
Uh, Big Ben, honestly, I mean, maybe kids see ghosts. It's, it's, it's made its way to Pittsburgh after leaving New York, you know? Um, and, and Najee Harris is going to be, that may possibly be your rookie of the year, mainly because of this is how he's going to be used. This, this is what it looks like he's going to be used. He's going to be what Saquon was for Daniel Jones. What Saquon was for Eli Saquon's rookie year, actually. Just, hey, throw it to Najee. Throw it to Saquon. They'll do something with it. This Steelers team, I know it's three games. We got 14 more left. This Steelers team, y'all. Ooh, yo, they're not the the so to go from one of the best. I still feel that Tomlin will keep it together and they will finish no worse than uh what is it? I guess it would be nine, nine and, and seven, nine and eight, nine and yeah. eight. Yeah. They'll finish no worse than nine and eight. But usually when that happens, that, that puts them in third. Cincinnati right now? The division has three teams at two and one. Baltimore, Cleveland, Cincinnati. And then Cleveland is the best out two. of those three. Cleveland is the best out of yeah. those three. Then Cincinnati and then Baltimore. Yo, the best quarterback Stop. in that division is Joey Burrow. Nah, Joe I think Baker, Burrow. Baker, then Joey, and then Lamar. Nah, nah, I gotta put Joey above Baker. I gotta put Joey above Baker because Joey. So Joey's we're going Joey Baker then Lamar. Joey's Joey's might win comeback player of the year. He could win comeback player of the year. Is honestly, think, I don't think between, Joey wins comeback player of the year, bro. It depends. It could. It will be between him. Well, right now the front runners are Dak and CMC. CMC right. still has no, 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 no. CMC's gonna be out for the next few weeks. He can't even no, be a contender. No. He's this not man- going on IR, so he's at least going to be out for. He's gonna miss this Thursday game. Because they got the basically a mini bye week since they won't play until the following Sunday, so right. he might be back for that. So he might only miss one game. You praying he comes back? You I praying need he him comes to back. Come back. Yo, with that, I lost with... that fantasy. Okay, that bro, fantasy game, bro. I lost by six points. Oh, CMC averages like twenty five. Hurt? Oh, you hurt? I started Chase Claypool because Deontay was going to be out, and I benched Kareem Hunt. Normally, I start Kareem yeah. Hunt. Claypool still had a great day. Nineteen but. points. He was my third best wide receiver, and I started three wide receivers out of six. But Kareem Hunt had 27 and a half. Just saying. That is an eight-point difference, and I lost by six. I need need Christian McCaffrey to come back after next week. I I need to help y'all. I need to help our listeners right now. Um, Currently, as we are on, uh, as we're recording this, um, we have we've th- said some things about the AFC North that apparently is upset Baba Funke because currently he is shoving in our faces a Baltimore Ravens cap and I don't understand why when Lamar Jackson is the third best quarterback in that division and the Ravens are the third best team in that division um stop. They, say, state your case Dr. Mr. Watson state your case stop stop it are you kidding me the third best quarterback in the division blasphemy oh I'm done Man, just as long as you don't leave the program. Um, whoo, man, it pays to be a troll. Wow. The, the Steelers have lost back-to-back games. Suddenly, the Steelers look very old. It, here's what I, I'll say. I feel like the Steelers look, the Steelers look like right now the way folks thought the Green Bay Packers were going to look after the first game of the season. After folks watch, you know, Gr- Green Bay get throttled that first game of the season, they wrote them off. 
And we're going to talk about why that was a dumb mistake a little bit later. All jokes aside, though, I do not believe the Ravens are the third best team in that division. They, I feel like this season, Lamar Jackson, like the, 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 the switch that I've been waiting to see with him, I think it, he's finally got it. But he also has a healthy team. He's got healthy weapons around him. Folks need to stop hating on Lamar Jackson and they need to show him some love. Folks need to stop. I don't understand why folks love criticizing quarterbacks who were not just gifted athletically, but also can run like Lamar Jackson can run. We know the offense is built around him, but he still has weapons and he's proven he's proven back to back weeks in crunch time that he can get it done, whether it's with his legs or with his arm. So y'all stop hating on this man. Give this man his flowers. Yeah, we only three games in the season, but give this man his flowers because he's he's turning a corner. OK, uh, the next game we're going to talk about involves, uh, like I referenced earlier, a Fresno State Bulldog for uh, Fresno State alum. Uh, this is the Miami Dolphins versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders win the game 31 to 28. I thought, I thought maybe the Dolphins would sneak this one out. Anyhow, numbers to note, Barber. Running back for the, the Dolphins, 23 carries, 111 yards, one touchdown. But that man, the, the man, Derek Carr, 26 for 43, 386 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. And after that game, is currently leading the league in pass yards through the first three games of the season with 1,203 yards. As a matter of fact, all time, that is the third most pass yards through the first three games of a season. Derek Carr's over airing it out. Everything that folks were saying about John Gruden is suddenly forgotten and suddenly lost. Right now, F Fresno State is winning in the pros and in the uh, in, 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 on the college side of things. And suddenly it looks like the AFC West is, is running up some competition with their rivals in the opposite conference, the NFC West, okay? Like both both west sides of both conferences is are looking real strong right now. Emmanuel, what impressed you about, about this uh this Raiders win? I mean, this reminds me when Jack Del Rios, I think it was his last, I believe it was last good season in Oakland when they were winning games by by you know, close games with single digits. I think Carr is going back to his old magic and and, and figuring figuring out a way how to close out games. Not only that, I think the, the the weapons are stepping up as well. Like Renfro, you know, a key third down guy. Then you have Darren Waller, definitely one of one of the top three tight ends in the game, hands down. Uh, Darren Waller's up there, and then Brian Edwards has shown some flashes uh, from South Carolina. Uh, and then you have uh, you know Henry Ruggs, and that's and that's their Tyree yeah. Kill, and that, that that's that's that's. That's that's the Raiders Tyree Kill. Uh, and I'm gonna say this in regards with the AFC West division. I feel like one of the most underrated things that people don't pay attention to in terms of if you're a fan of one of these teams in this division, if you're a fan, you have to pay attention to teams within the division down the line on how they way they draft. That's key. Mm -hmm. I think I think this is one of the most underrated things that fans don't pay attention to, because I don't know if you guys notice the teams in that division, they're trying to stack up on defense and offensive linemen in order to to go at the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been dominating the division for for the last several years, right? Mm -hmm. They have been they've been dominating this division, 
And then you look look at the Chargers. They got Herbert. They're building their offensive line. They they drafted uh Derwin James. They got Bosa. They they got Melvin Ingram. You know, just they they were stacking their picks. They're trying to to trying to get at Kansas City. Look at Denver. Yeah, they drafted Chubb. They have Von Miller on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. They got Patrick, they got the Patrick Sertan. They got good court. They stepped up the receiving core. They got they got Jerry Judy. They got uh Cortland Sutton. Uh, oh, shout out to KJ Hammer. Uh unfortunately yeah. he beat towards ACL. Yeah, that was I was a fan of his game in college at Penn State. So uh hope he rests well. Uh shout out to KJ Hammer. Hope he um Godspeed recovery. But look at the Broncos. The Broncos, they're trying to match their offense, too, to score more points because now they have a good defense. And look at that team, you know. And they have a quarterback. You know, Teddy Bridgewater is a quarterback that can that can uh, take – that can manage the game for you, you know. He right. doesn't make unnecessary throws. He's not one to to uh, risk potential turnovers. So as long as you as the Broncos continue just playing the way that they're playing, they're good. But however, though, all right, so, Emmanuel, how would you rank the four teams in the conference so far in the AFC West? This might sound crazy. Oh, I might have to put Denver number one. I know Denver hasn't played anybody, and they do play the Ravens this week, by the way. Um, yeah. it, 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 they have a home game against the Ravens in Mile High. So and and uh Baltimore, I believe, I think they're a, I think they're a one point dog. So I mean that could go either way. Um, then you have then you then I go Raiders number two, three Chargers and and four Kansas City. I, uh, the reason why obviously Kansas City last mm-hmm. Kansas City, they can't stop the run. They're bottom two in a defensive efficiency mm-hmm. in the in the NFL. And I'm gonna say this, and this is an unpopular opinion. I Patrick Mahomes is playing undisciplined fo- football. It's crazy. Yeah, he he is absolutely wild. Now, it's crazy. He's playing and uh, uh, the reason why I'm saying this, but I not just I, him too, though. It's the team. It's the team. The whole, yeah, yeah, the but, team as a whole, he, bro. But he's made un- uncharacteristic mistakes. Yeah, there, there, there's a there's a time and place. For the you know for the for the little flair that he does, he's a type of quarterback. He's a gunslinger. He's gonna have that. That's why he had comparisons with uh as Brett Favre coming mm-hmm. out of the draft. And I feel like he's in the same stage Brett Favre was at a time where, because at the time Fair, Brett Favre was undisciplined too with the football as well. Yeah. That's why I believe, that's why I believe he's number one in the NFL in, in NFL history yeah. in interceptions. Yeah, yeah. So. So Mahomes takes chances like Favre does. So I think if Mahomes, I think he just needs to settle down. I do believe the offense is pressing a little bit because they're just looking for that, that quick, you know, deep play because they're falling from behind, which forces them to press. I think they just need to focus on trying to get, get more long drives. And honestly, I don't think the running game is there either. I don't think their 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 run blocking is not that great either, which is which is uh, affecting Ceh Clyde Clyde Edwards Alaire. So it's really affecting the running game. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, they have to get back to running running the football, so it takes more pressure off Mahomes, so he can make those make you know better decisions down the line. And they got to fix that that um that front four. 
Because if they don't, and it's November and December, it's, that's very cause for concern down the line. But yeah. overall, Raiders, Raiders, it was a good win for the Raiders. Uh, they're in the right direction. Cars getting back to his old magic. And um, we'll, we'll see how they're going to play against the Chargers in L.A. Yeah. Um, you know, my quick thoughts on this game before we move on. Got to put some respect on the Raiders' name. Um, they are – Las Vegas is doing what they're doing. Derek Carr is number one in passing yards right now. At, uh, I'm pretty sure Osa had mentioned 1,203. This team, this team is really talented. Offensively, this team is really talented. They have so many weapons. As you know, as Baba Funke had mentioned, Henry Ruggs is like their Tyreek Hill. Hunter Renfro is like their Cooper Cup low-key. Is like their Walsh Walker, that guy in the slot who, as they say, third and Renfro. Their run game has been, you know, I mean, even though Peyton Barber rushed over 100 yards, Peyton Barber, I never thought I'd be hearing that name. Peyton Barber. Rushing for 111 yards. Yeah, Peyton Barber's on pace right now. He He's already several yards away from matching how much uh, his production from last season. He wow. he can get a career high of almost 1K. Almost 1K this season. If this is the pace, I, but we all know Josh Jacobs, when he comes back, we'll probably see Peyton Barber get less touches. He can still outproduce multiple seasons, though, if he just gets 400, 500 yards rushing. So... That tells you. So, but yeah, he rushed for 111. That's wild. Um, that being said, Raiders are good. That Chargers game, I expect it to be a good game because the Raiders defense is good. Max Crosby, one of my favorite guys this season, he's going to go to the Pro Bowl. Um, and when it comes to the ranking of the AFC West, I have it Raiders one, Denver two, Chargers three. Chiefs four, but to be honest, I'm still not impressed by the Chargers yet. This offense was supposed to be potent. This offense was supposed to be scoring at will. This past Sunday was the first time they scored, uh, what, over 21 points? They hit 30 for the first time this season. I'm like, yeah, Abe, it's only been three games. It's been three games, and, you know, I was told that this offense was, was going to be nasty. Like, this offense only, they won by what? They won 21-20 or 21-16 against Washington the first week. Almost yeah. lost that game. Then what was it the second week? Losing to the Cowboys. Not even right. putting up over 20 points. Like, come on. This is supposed to be a top-five offense. The top offenses in the league right now belong to Tampa Bay, Buffalo, L.A. Rams, uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and I believe maybe the Browns, if not the Browns, and I would know Arizona. I would say Arizona. Like, yo, I thought I thought this, the Chargers supposed to be a uh, force to be reckoned with. You the just hating on the Chargers because they play in the same stadium as your team. They are renting. Uh, I'm gonna say this with the Chargers. I believe what's wrong with the Chargers is that it's too, they're playing the offensive line. Seems like they're trying to get their groove. And then there, it's too many penalties on the offensive side of the ball. That's just killing Ooh, they them. They are definitely penalized a lot. Yeah, they, they're penalized. I don't know if you guys noticed. They, they get penalized a lot. And that's what's really setting them back in terms of them scoring no points. No discipline. Yep. That's what it is. They looking like them old Cincinnati teams. <laughs> Ironically. But, yeah. So, um, we're going to cover the last game of the NFL season. 
before we get to Mr. Watson's neighborhood. And that was the Sunday night game. Um, look, guys, Green Bay Packers at San Francisco 49ers. As a Rams fan, I was paying attention to this game. Is Aaron Rodgers back or, you know, what's, what's going on? Green Bay Packers win on a field goal, 30 to 28. Mind you, Green Bay Packers win down one, 28-27 with 37 seconds left. No timeouts. Okay. Aaron Rodgers, AR-12, the bad man. 23 for 33, 261 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams, 18 targets, 12 catches, 132 yards, touchdown. Even after taking what looked like a brutal shot late in that game. Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, 25 for 40. 257 uh, yards. I believe that's two touchdowns, an interception, and a fumble. Ladies and gentlemen, first of all, um, I won't use this moment to bash the 49ers. I don't think they are the second or third best team in the division, um, even though they have a winning record over uh, some others. But, hey, Aaron Rodgers is, is, is still Aaron Rodgers. Week one, as he said, week one was just just a bad game. That's it. No need to be embarrassed. It was just one of those days. Because the last two weeks, Aaron Rodgers has been having his way. Him and Devontae Adams have been cooking. Devontae Adams took a shot, was laying there, went off to the sideline, came back, and was responsible for the two plays that got him within field goal range with 37 seconds left. Like, look, y'all. I can't wait for my Rams to play the Packers. I'll tell you that. I also can't wait for, and I'm glad that this Sunday, and we'll talk about it more on uh, the new episode of Osa and Abe that drops on Sunday. I'm really excited for the Rams to start divisional play this week because when you look at the NFC West, the best offense, I'm willing to give the best offense to Arizona just because that boy Kyler Murray is a god dang magician. And it's starting 16. You're like, all right, here he go. He about to get, he about to do something wild. It's about to be a first down or a touchdown. Second best offense is, is us. When we get that run, that run game really going, oh yeah, we're number one. Best defense by far the Rams. These other defenses in the NFC West, trash. Mm-mm. Stafford is about to carve up San Fran defense. Stafford is about to carve up Arizona defense. Stafford is definitely carving up Seattle defense. And you know who he's going to use to carve it up? I mean, take your pick. You want Cooper Cup? You want Deshaun Jackson? You want Robert Woods? You want Van Jefferson? Pick your poison. Look, great win by Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers came into into the Bay, owned them. Um, 49ers just not looking, not really looking that impressive. And that's really... To be honest, with the fault of Jimmy G, I'm not, he's not inspiring anybody. I mean, the fumble that he had was very just boneheaded. The mistakes he's at 25 or 40. My my guy, bro, you threw it 40 times for, for what? To only get 257 yards? I mean, I'm not gonna blame the receivers. 
that much. Debo Samuel's out there cooking. Now we're seeing what a healthy Debo Samuel looks like, even though it's only been three games. Dog, y'all, y'all need to take it away from me before I actually start slandering the 49ers. Y'all need to someone needs to take it away. Listen, I um uh, <clears throat> I was tracking this game, didn't get to watch it live. I was tracking it, had some had an engagement on Sunday night. And here's what happens. You know, pretty close game most of the way. And then in the that, that last drive that the Packers had, some on my ESPN app on the GameCast like glitched up. So what I saw was that the score was 27 to 28 with two seconds left and Green Bay didn't have the ball. So I was like, oh, this game is a wrap. And somebody who was at the engagement that I was at pulled out his phone and was like, bro, what do you mean the Niners? Because I, I told him, I said, man, it's crazy. The Niners barely beat the Packers. He was like, what are you talking about, man? The game is still going. So what are you talking about? So I refreshed the app. And sure enough, literally, as I refreshed the app, it was at the moment that Aaron Rodgers threw that bomb to Devontae Adams to put them in the field goal range. And shout out to that to that Packers team. They hustled. They hustled to be able to get the uh, to, to spike that ball to set up that game winning field goal. I watched that and I said, this is the Aaron Rodgers I love. Aaron Rodgers said, hey, y'all, literally. It was just one game. Y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill. But we back. Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. Jimmy Garoppolo, we don't believe in you. I don't think we ever did. Stay tuned. The NFC North. The NFC North is going to be fun to watch. They're going to be the second best division in the NFC. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people peeped what, what was going on with Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan. And I, I, know, I, I know I had a debate with Kyle Shanahan uh, with clock management, he has a history of doing this. Uh, back to the Super Bowl, back to you know playing against the Chiefs. Uh, now there's another poor clock management with him and Jimmy G, where the last touchdown that the 49ers scored, I don't know if you guys noticed, the ball was snapped 14 seconds left on the on the play clock, and it was 43 seconds left in the game. Not, Jimmy not G good. should have let the play clock run down. To let it run down until it gets to one or two, then hike the ball. He hiked the ball 10 to 12 seconds too early, which gave Aaron Rodgers more time to, 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 to get those throws and get them in field goal position. If Jimmy G would have managed, if Jimmy G and Kyle Shanahan would have managed the clock down the line and on that last drive, heading it when they got that touchdown, we we probably we maybe would be saying the Four Niners would have won that game because you're giving Aaron Rodgers one less play. But yeah. that's 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 all I have to say. Damn, that clock management cost them a Super Bowl. That's all I'm saying. But with that being said, we 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 gonna work on our clock management right now, and it's time to take y'all to that magical place, that place where. You could potentially win lots and lots of dollars, but also here's some very good things that could help you make lots and lots of dollars. I have no idea what that meant, but here we are. It's time to go to Mr. Watson's neighborhood. Take it away, bro. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, I have three, I have four games. I'm giving you guys a bonus pick today. Um, my first one, as man, I, all three of us are really on that Arkansas train. <laughs> Hell yeah, we is. 
Razorback country. We're all Even though they are also in the SEC, so I shouldn't. But hey, hey, let's ride with the Razorbacks this season because they we are. Ride, we riding with the Razorbacks, yeah, baby. We riding with them are. to the title. <laughs> I got Arkansas plus eighteen against Georgia. I think that line is way too big. Uh, I mean, I believe Georgia can win this game. Arkansas will keep it close. That's that spread is way too big, my personal opinion. I think Arkansas is going to try and grind it out. If Arkansas is able to run that ball against Georgia's defense, um, this is definitely going to be close. But yeah. I think Arkansas can, can score some points, you guys. 18 is too big of a spread. I yeah. say this game is more low scoring, which will benefit Arkansas on the spread. Give me Arkansas plus 18. Uh, I, I love it. That's my my. That's one of my top ones. And also, Texas A and M is overrated. Are you gonna? Are you gonna? Say Over- it again. Texas A and M is overrated. I understand they don't have Hayes King that quarterback. I understand that, but this team can't score for a lick of beans. They're undisciplined. J- Jimbo Fisher. Leaving FSU to Texas A&M looks like a huge mistake. He went to Texas A&M for the money. Mm. At the end all, be all. And part of it was he wants to be part of the SEC. I'm going to leave it at that. So Arkansas, Mm. plus 18. Texas A&M is overrated, but they're playing Georgia. Uh, I think Georgia's, my my personal opinion, I think Georgia's the best college football team right now in the nation. I I don't disagree. I, I I think they're playing the best ball of anybody in college. I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Next one. Give me Boston College plus 15 and a half against who? Clemson. Clemson is 0-4 <laughs> this year against the spread. Boston College, keep in mind, folks, they are unranked. Also, NC State was unranked. But guess what? Boston College and NC State facing Clemson, they were both undefeated. Give me Boston College. They're 4-0. They play tough. Give me Boston College plus 15 and a half. They're going to play this Clemson team tough. Trust me on that. Get them. Uh, give, me, give me Boston College. Clemson 0-4 against the spread. I like that. Next one. This, this is debatably, are you guys, probably the top two Heisman candidates right now. Matt Corral and Bryce Young, right? Bryce Young has to throw an interception. Matt Corral is balling right now on Ole Miss. Now, I love this line. Give me Ole Miss plus 14 and a half against Alabama. I, I think Lane Kiffin's offense is going to keep this, keep this game close. Alabama's defense is not the same as it used to be. Florida yeah, showed what, us that. Yeah, Florida showed us that. I think, I think Ole Miss is going to score some points, y'all. And, and, and this might sound kind of crazy. Matt Corral got, got a little Johnny Manziel in him. <laughs> is that is that the good Johnny Manziel or the bad Johnny Manziel? The, the good one. Oh, okay. good Johnny Manziel. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if Ole Miss won outright. But am I that bold? No. <laughs> uh, Ole Miss has beaten Alabama in the past. But, is, but I'm taking Ole Miss plus 14 and a half. I love, I love, I love this, um, this spread. Take it, take it to the bank on that one. Now I'm gonna give y'all another bonus pick against another overrated team. <laughs> uh, give me K State plus ten and a half at home. 
against Oklahoma. Remember, last year, K-State was a 28-point dog on the road playing OU. You know what happened last year? Spencer Rattler struggled. K-State controlled the whole game. OU has have a history of of playing bad against K-State. K-State is coming off an ugly loss against Oklahoma State last week. They're going to have a bitter taste in their mouth playing against Oklahoma. I expect K-State not only to cover, but to win outright and bounce back and beat Oklahoma at home. Give me K-State plus 10.5 against Oklahoma. Remember, Oklahoma and Clemson are are 0-4 against the spread this year. Horrible. Oklahoma is overrated, and I took West Virginia last week plus 16 and a half. Hook it. <laughs> All right, ladies Yo. and gentlemen, real quick, before he, he continues with his uh, NFL picks, I just need to recap his – I just need to share something about his college football picks, right? Okay. He took number eight Kansas – Arkansas, my fault, Arkansas. Arkansas? Arkansas. You know what? It's Arkansas, <laughs> but whatever. He took number eight Arkansas. Plus 18 versus number two, Georgia. He took unranked but undefeated Boston College. Plus 15 and a half versus, honestly, they should be unranked, but number 25, Clemson, whatever. He took number 12, Ole Miss, 14 and a half versus the Alabama University, number one. The number one Alabama University. And then for a bonus, just because he was like, let me give you a little something, something, right? He took unranked Kansas State. Not only did he take them plus 10.5, but he took them outright winners versus number six, Oklahoma. It looks like the underdogs are going to come out to play, baby. That's what it looks like. But, oh, I have an NFL statistic on the ATS. I don't know if you guys know. Team, the underdog is 30 and 18 this year so far in terms wow. of covering. For the NFL? Believe, yeah, believe it or not. And a, a lot, I believe a lot of them has been due to rookie quarterbacks. Rookie quarterbacks against the spread have, I believe it's a losing record this year. So what you're seeing right now is a trend. When, whenever, it's, whenever a rookie quarterback is starting against a team, they're betting against the other team, against the rookie quarterback. Like another example was uh, this week is Detroit versus Chicago. A lot of lot of money Damn. is going towards a lot of the money is going towards Detroit in terms of uh, putting them against the spread against Chicago, which is interesting. But I'm gonna avoid that game. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna avoid that game to be honest poor, with you. Poor but, Justin Fields. I know. But my three picks for NFL. My first one. I do like the Carolina Panthers, plus five, in Jerry World. Carolina's playing well, good football. Sam Darnold's playing playing good football, not turning over the football, playing smart. He has three good receivers. Uh, I, and the Carolina Panthers' defense is playing on fire, and they're playing fast. I like Carolina to cover. I like them plus five in this game in Dallas. Uh, I, I'm definitely going to take them. My second one is I have the 49ers minus three against the Seahawks. I know, call me crazy. I, I just think the Niners got that bad taste in the mouth losing to Green Bay on Sunday night football. 
I think they're going to bounce back and put and yeah, Jimmy G's going to play well against the Seahawks at home. Give me San Fran minus three. And my last pick, we talked about this team earlier. Give me the Las Vegas Raiders plus three and a half against the Chargers. I think I think the, the Raiders are going to cover this game, and I think they're going to play well. It's going to be a close game. This could be decided by one point, but by two points or less. But I like the Raiders to cover plus three, uh, plus three and a half. Now there, there you go, folks. On Mister uh, Watson's neighborhood, go ahead and cash in those bets, you guys. You heard it here first. We heard it here first, second, and third. Listen, y'all. If y'all didn't pick up my man, Mister Watson, he, he's on a good one today. He he calling teams overrated. He's saying teams ain't nothing. He's saying teams need to be unranked. Folks need to transfer. He's taking unranked teams outright. Yeah, yeah. So some some was in your uh your your uh your liquid IV today. Anyhow, y'all, that concludes another episode of the OSA podcast presented to you by SSAW in conjunction with OSO. Hey. Yes, sir. As always, y'all, check out everything we got going on in the SSAW network at the website on tssaw.com, as well as if y'all want to hit us up directly, you can holla at us at osa.apodcast at gmail.com. And of course, we got Twitter. Abe, what's the Twitter handle? The Twitter handle is at osa underscore a podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to make the uh, public announcement here. Oso, Osa, Osahan, not Oso. Oso is, I'm sorry, Oso, you are not ready for Twitter. But Osa made his Twitter debut the other day. He has entered the group chat, y'all. So make sure you 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 check us out on Twitter. Baba Funke, share share your Twitter for the folks. Share your Twitter for the folks. Yes, it's at Sportshead Radio on Twitter. Uh, also on Instagram. You guys go ahead and follow me, and I should be working on. Uh, a first quarter podcast with Rob Branscombe this week. I believe Thursday or Friday. We're going to have it one of those days. It'll be posted on SoundCloud. Also follow me there on Sportshead Radio. I will share the link on my story. You guys, you guys go ahead and follow me. And I appreciate it. Guys, have a good one. All right, yo. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing it. And y'all know, you know what's up. Y'all know the slogan. One thing, two words, get that in your brain. Oh, mo. <laughs> hey, night job.